0: You're listening to the Weekly Sermon Podcast from Liberty Family Church. For more information about our church, head to the website, libertyfamilychurch.net.au. And you know, if you read the Bible, if you read the Psalms, you will know that there's invitation after invitation in Scripture to join with others in praising God. Because praising God is something that... All of us, we were all created to do, every single one of us. And Psalm 117, which is the shortest psalm in all of the Bible, it illustrates this truth so beautifully. Let's read it together. Psalm 117. Praise the Lord, all nations. Extol him, all people. For great is his steadfast love toward us and the faithfulness of the Lord endures forever. Praise the Lord. Before I share a few key takeaways with us this morning from this psalm, let's just take a moment to narrow in and to actually define what it is to praise the Lord or praise God. Because, I mean, after all, in our world today, we use this word in so many different contexts, don't we? You know, we, if we're in our workplaces, which anyone who's in a workplace, most people are not in workplaces now. But if we are, we praise people who do a great job in the workplace. We might say, hey, Bob, that was a fantastic presentation on Zoom. You nailed the screen sharing function this time and you even wore pants. Great job. You know, we praise our children. We praise our children when they actually listen to us and follow instructions. Yeah, parents, you know what I'm saying? We say, great work, you little legend. Thanks for putting away your toys after I've already asked you 15 times. That's an improvement on yesterday. Well done. Or we praise sports people who excel in their craft. Definitely not the Geelong Cats after Friday night's performance. But the boomers, we say things like, hey, did you watch the boomers in the the bronze medal game? Paddy Mills, seriously what a pass, what a fallaway jumper, how good was that? We praise people like that, don't we? And in all of these contexts, this kind of definition for praise is really fitting. Uh, it's from Oxford Languages. It says, praise is to express warm approval or admiration of. And when the Bible encourages us to, to praise God and grow as people of praise, it's talking about something similar, albeit a bit different, because our object of praise is not a person or a, or a child or anything like that, but it's actually God himself. There are many words that are translated praise in the Bible from Hebrew and Greek, but essentially all of the words are, have a common meaning element to them that at their core they mean to express adoration or approval. Whenever we see a call to praise the Lord or offer our praises to God, we're being invited to express our approval of and adoration of God. In Psalm 117, the word translated praise here is the Hebrew word word, halal, the root of hallelujah, halal, which means to praise, honour, or commend. So when the psalmist writes in verse 1, praise the Lord, all nations, extol him, all people, he's calling people to praise, honour, and commend God. I love this psalm for for so many reasons, but one of the reasons I love this psalm is because it so beautifully describes God's heart for all people to know and praise Him. Notice the language in verse one. It says, all nations and all peoples. This is not just a call to a certain people group. This is not a call to a certain you know, clan of people or a certain people from a certain, you know, financial status or anything like this. This is a call to everyone, to all people everywhere. It's an invitation to everyone over the whole world to respond to God and offer him praise. And it's an invitation to all of us today too. Now, when I read this psalm, I have this picture that comes forth in my mind's eye. And I see this God's desired church, this diverse group of people united with one common thing and with so many other differences, you know? It's like this beautiful image of God's ideal, diverse church. I see a picture of the kind of family that God longs to develop on earth. Jews, Gentiles, women, children, men... People of all colours and backgrounds and ethnic groups and social standings, all united in worshipping and giving God praise. And this image, here's the great news for us, and this should encourage us all, friends, no matter what we go through in this life, here's the great news for us. If we persevere in faith and trust in Jesus in this life, we We'll see this realized perfectly and fully one day when we move on to live in heaven with God. Isn't that an exciting thing to think that one day that will be our reality? We will see that realized to the, its fullest capacity it could possibly be realized. That's just incredible. In Revelation chapter 7, 9 to 10, God gives John this incredible uh, image, this amazing vision of the kind of thing that that I've just described that happens continually in God's presence in the very throne room of heaven. Verse 9, After this I looked, and behold, a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and people and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes, with palm branches in their hands and crying out with a loud voice, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. That's a pretty powerful image that comes to mind when you reflect on that, isn't it? And for me, when I read a psalm like Psalm 117, this is where my mind naturally goes. This is the future hope that I hold on to, that I'm encouraged by, that I look to and spurs me on. This is the kind of hope that spurs me on to keep on praising God, no matter what in this life. Now, here's the other thing that I really love about Psalm 117. Not only does it beautifully describe God's heart for all people to know and praise him, but it also gives the why. It also explains why all people are to respond to him with praise. You might be listening to this today. You might have stumbled across our YouTube stream somehow and you might be seeking spiritual truth or you might even class yourself as an atheist and kind of think to yourself, like, seriously, who in their right mind would want to praise the Christian God? Maybe that's where you're at today. Well, verse 2, I believe... And Christians would believe that this actually explains the motivation for why people would want to praise God, why they would not feel forced or obliged to, or, you know, if I don't do this, God will be angry with me. No, that's not what this is suggesting. But verse 2 actually gives us insights into why people would actually joyfully and willingly, wholeheartedly long to praise God. Verse 2, the first part, verse 2a. For great is his steadfast love toward us and the faithfulness of the Lord endures forever. Great is his steadfast love towards us and the faithfulness of the Lord endures forever. Here's how the psalmist is encouraging all of us today, friends. If we reflect on the wonder of God's love towards us, and his enduring faithfulness, we'll, we'll naturally find ourselves wanting to offer up praises to him, yeah? We'll naturally grow as people of praise. That's what the psalmist is encouraging us in. You know, Romans 5.8 is a really good passage to look at when it comes to reflecting on the wonders of God's love and God's enduring faithfulness to us. Here's what it says. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. You know, here's the thing, friends. Jesus came to earth to deal with The biggest sickness, the greatest sickness, the worst sickness you could ever get in this life. And it's a disease, it's called sin. And sin is so bad because it actually separates us from God. It puts a dividing wall between us and God where no matter what we might try and do without Jesus, we actually can't enter in and come close to God who we were created to enjoy relationship with. And here's the thing with this sickness, unlike some that we might experience in this life, if untreated, this sickness, the Bible says, it ultimately leads to death. And not just death in this life, but eternal death, eternal separation from God. But here's the thing, and here's the good news. God's love for each of us is so remarkable, so beautiful, so extravagant and steadfast that he willingly, Jesus willingly chose to die in our place, to destroy the power of sin over us once and for all, freeing us to live life now, but most importantly, to enjoy relationship with our Father, Father God in heaven right now in this life and also for eternity too. And here's the remarkable thing about the depths of God's love for us, his steadfast love. He did all this while we were still sinners, while we were still sinners, while we were still living in opposition to him, while we were still living as though we ourselves were sitting on the throne. We were God, walking away from him and not giving him the kind of praise and honour that is rightly his to enjoy from us. Because after all, he's God and we're not. He's worthy of all our praise. And I reckon, I reckon that that is steadfast love right there. And that is enduring faithfulness to people of all generations, to every person, all people created in his image. And here's the amazing thing, isn't it? Jesus did this. He died while we were yet sinners and he died for every single woman, man and child, knowing that there would be some who would joyfully receive the hope that he offers and that there would be some who would continue to shun him and say, no, 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 that's not for me. I'm not going to bow the knee. I'm, I'm quite happy being God of my own life. And he knew that and he still chose to do that. What love the Father has for us. God's love for all of us, for all of us, is steadfast. And God's faithfulness endures forever. And knowing and reflecting and marvelling at these truths or on these truths will cause us naturally to want to offer God praise, yeah? As we allow Holy Spirit to have his way in our hearts and lives and take us deeper in the, in the knowledge and experience of God's love and faithfulness. That's what happens. It's not something we can kind of just conjure up, but as we let go and we let God, so to speak, as we let Holy Spirit come in and have His way in our lives, in our hearts, fill us with joy, as John was talking about earlier in communion, that is how we can then offer Him the praise that, he's, that, that He deserves ultimately, and that's how we develop a heart and grow as people of praise. You know, I'm wondering today, friends, do you, do you know, do you know, have you experienced the love and faithfulness of God? And do you enjoy the reality of his love today? I'm not just talking about a, a knowing, I'm talking about a knowing deep down in your heart, a a, a surety that you know that you know that you know? Have you discovered the freedom that comes from being in deep, secure, unshakable relationship with Jesus Christ? Well, if you haven't yet, I want to encourage you today. Make today the day where you choose to follow Jesus Christ. Approach Him in faith. Open your heart to receive a revelation of God's love for you. He will respond if you call out and express your desire to come to him and to trust in him. Choose to do that today, guaranteed. This is a sure bet. If you choose to do this today, you will be saved. You will be able to come close to God once again and you will open yourself up to experiencing relationship with him and that's a that there's nothing better than relationship with Jesus. And if you've been a Christian for a while and for whatever reason you are just finding it super difficult to praise God right now. What for whatever reason, I just want to encourage you make today the day where you choose to draw near to Jesus afresh. To draw near to Jesus afresh. And allow Holy Spirit to give you that fresh heart revelation of God's love for you. You know, sometimes when we're Christians, we, can, we, we sing about God's love. We, we tell other people about God's love. We, we do all these things that are talking about God's love, but we don't take the time to really sit with the reality that God's love is for us too. Personalize it. God's love is for you, friends. God's love is For you. Maybe that's what you need to do. Just press into Jesus today. Allow Holy Spirit to give you that that you know that love drop, if you like. Bang! The love just going in your heart and doing amazing things as you find out afresh that you are fully loved by God and you are secure in his love because of Jesus Christ. So if that's you, press into God and allow Holy Spirit to make this word true for you today at your deep heart level. I just want to take one moment now just to wait on Holy Spirit together. And maybe where you are, you'd like to just close your eyes and just use this as an opportunity just to to press into God. Maybe you might even want to kneel before God as a sign that you are surrendered to him. Perhaps if you're seeking spiritual truth and you know, you're still not really sure, why why not? Just give it a go of reaching out to God and and just inviting him. Lord, if if you're real, speak to me. Show me something. Make something of this real for me today. We're just going to take a few moments to just wait on the Lord together and allow Holy Spirit to, to minister and bring the reality of his love afresh to each of our hearts this morning. Let's just wait on him for a moment. Thank you, Holy Spirit. My prayer for all of us today is that God would help us by the Holy Spirit's power, not by our striving, but as we rest in God, as we invite Holy Spirit to have his way in our hearts, that we would grow as people of praise, that we would grow as people of praise who joyfully and wholeheartedly long. To praise God with, with singing and dancing, sure. But as I'm sure you're aware, that's not the only way we can praise God. The Bible calls us to praise God with our very lives. And may we grow as people like that, people who through everything we do, everything we say, everything that we reach out, every act of love, every act of care, everything that we do in our workplaces, in our schools, in our kinders, all these things, that we would be people who praise Jesus and thank him for truly how good he is and for all that he has done for us. Let's pray together. Oh, Lord God, we are just so grateful, Lord, for what you have done. We we. As we reflect on these things, as we reflect on the wonder of your love and, and your, your faithfulness to us, God, we can't help but just have gratitude well up within and gratefulness well up within, God. And, and as we do that, Lord, we know that you are just longing for us to offer our praises, to, to, to live lives that just praise you and glorify you and show others of you, in everything and through everything we do. So God, we thank you that as we wait on you, as you work by your spirit in our hearts, making these truths true for us at our deepest levels, Lord, that the natural overflow is a life of praise, is that we will grow as people of praise. So Lord, would you take us deeper in our knowledge and our experience of your love, And would that knowledge and experience of your love and your faithfulness cause us to well up and joyfully and willingly, Lord, that we would have a longing to praise you and point people to you in and through every single thing we do. So take us deeper in this, Jesus, and we thank you that in every season, no matter the good, the bad or the ugly, that we can grow as people of praise, people who want to honour you and praise you and glorify you in everything. So we pray that this would be true for every single person, Lord. And I also pray for those who are reaching out to you, maybe even for the first time today, Lord, that you would meet them as you promised to exactly where they are. Give them a touch of your love and a, a massive outpouring of your love and compassion for them this morning. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.